Hey, this is Ryan Wolf. You're listening to Texas Toast Podcast. This is Texas Toast. I'm your host, Miss Helen. Kick back and enjoy as we toast the best from Texas. Cheers, everyone. Welcome to the Texas Toast Podcast. I'm Miss Helen, and I am very excited to introduce to the audience Rye Wolf. Hello, Rye. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, we've been following your music, and of course, you had um, a great radio release where the yellow meets the blue off of your album randall county reverb which we talked about here on the podcast so let's talk about your style of music and what your music who some of your musical influences are oh man they go back they go way back i i uh i actually grew up in oklahoma and spent a lot of my summers down at lake texoma um with my with my granddad and often in his pickup and you know, on the radio was bluegrass music uh, so, you know, I, really the storytelling and the musicianship and everything about bluegrass was kind of my initial, like, wow, man, this is, this is powerful stuff. And then of course, growing up in Oklahoma and right near the, you know, Texas border too, we'd, we'd go see, uh, country music festivals and, and blues festivals growing up. And so, you know, I, I'd say a lot of classic country, bluegrass, and uh, blues music is really what got me interested in music initially. But, you know, in my house, uh, my parents were often listening to uh, uh, The Temptations, uh, Otis Redding, Sam Cooke, you know, um, really great soul singers. And so, you know, vocally for me, that's probably where my home base is, is uh, somewhere in the soul area. But uh, I love the storytelling of country music and um, and bluegrass music, it's just, it, it speaks to real folks and what they go through. And I think a lot of my music, yeah, I've heard people say my music sounds like the prairie, <laughs> which yes, makes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Which makes a lot of sense. You know, I mean, I've spent the majority of my life in the prairie. <laughs> and so, uh, I try to speak to those folks and, and tell the stories and struggles of, of those folks. And I think that comes through in the music. It certainly does. It certainly sets you apart. I like the, the prairie part because I was thinking, I was thinking everything nature, everything outdoors, and then lyrically and the storytelling that you have in your music just is just totally outstanding. So let's talk about, okay, so you were in music prior and I, was, I love yeah. the, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that first portion of your music. Yeah. So out of college, I, uh, actually I picked up the guitar in college. I, 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 uh, I never really picked up a guitar before and, um, was inspired by some, some of the young blues guitarists that were coming up like Johnny Lang and Kenny Wayne Shepard. And they were about my age, but they were just, man, they were just killing it. Like, you know, uh, playing with some, some monster bands and just, I was like, wow. And it just inspired me to pick up the guitar. And so I started picking up the guitar and then probably within a year I was playing open mics and I got an, I got a chance to go out to uh, the West coast with a few artists and tour with them. Um, just because I think, you know, in, the internet uh, sharing music on the internet was starting to become a big thing at that time. And, and uh, some people had heard of, heard of some of the stuff I was putting out and said, Hey, why don't you come along and tag along for a couple of weeks? And, and that kind of started my, I guess, career in playing live shows. And so I started doing like a little call, like college scene and kind of indie college acoustic scene at that time was pretty big. And of course, red dirt music in Oklahoma was uh, really 
coming on strong. And so mm-hmm. I, I started playing a lot in Stillwater, Oklahoma, where a lot of red dirt artists got their start. And, yes. um, so yeah, you know, I, I, I hustled and I played, I was playing out live for probably three years straight. And, um, man, it just got to the point where I was, I was having trouble paying the bills, <laughs> you know, and it was, it was just tough. It was just tough. And I said, you know, I, I don't want to, I, I want to be in a position where I can, you know, or I have money and I'm not sleeping on couches all the time. But so I decided to finish my degree and uh, pursue a career in college coaching, um, which had always been also a passion of mine. And so, so yeah, I, uh, I, I finished my bachelor's degree and my master's degree and I got a opportunity out here at West Texas A&M. That's what brought me out here to West Texas. And, um, and you know, I, I, I tried to kind of balance the music thing and the coaching thing for a couple of years, but eventually one had to give. And so I, I ended up hanging out my guitar and putting it in the closet and, and, uh, focusing on my coaching career. And, you know, fast forward 13, 14 years later and we hit COVID and I haven't done anything with the guitar in probably nine, 10 years. And, but all of a sudden I find myself with a lot of time on my hands and, um, I started picking up the guitar again and started, you know, writing about some of the things that I'd been through. And, you know, I I think it, it takes living life to really, um, create good art. And so I, you know, I, I felt like I was at a place now where I was like, wow, man, I, I have a different perspective on things. I have a, maybe a better perspective. Um, and so all these songs just started pouring out of me and I just, I, I got to a point where I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to give this another shot. And so I decided to retire from a nice cozy career in college coaching <laughs> and, um, pursue music full time. So did, did your, your athletes that you had on your uh, track and field team, did they know you were a musician? Did you ever sing Not for them always. or did you ever no. bring in any? <laughs> <laughs> Not always. I mean, at first when I started coaching, they did cause they, it's just something that I did all the time, but I would say in the middle of my career towards the end, no, I mean, they had no idea that I did anything musically before. And then, um, but yeah, I, I uh, I started picking it up again, you know, towards the end of my career and, and started actually playing some shows out of South Padre Island and kind of just, uh, getting out there a little bit. And they were like, Oh, Hey, uh, you, you sing too, you, you write songs too. And then they started, you know, giving me a hard time about it. But, um, I said, yeah, you know, something I might give a shot again. You had huge streaming success with blood red river. Let's, let's talk about that song and kind of pick it apart and tell me about the inspiration behind that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I spent a lot of my summers at Lake Texoma, uh, spent, spent a lot of my summers near the red river, crossing the red river into mm-hmm. Texas back from Texas to Oklahoma. Um, uh, you know, following all these blues festivals and country music festivals. And, and really that song is about my kind of my origin story about how I came into music and how it was a really tough, it was really challenging. Uh, Cause at the beginning I didn't have a lot of support. I, I, you know, there was a lot of people like, why are, why are you doing this? You know, you have potential to do other things. Why would you, you know, why would you give it up for this? And so it was, it was pretty tough. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, I so it's an origin story and, and really 
it's kind of a bluesy song. I had a, um, that's kind of my roots too. So I had a, a guy named Justin Johnson, who's a phenomenal blues slide player out of Nashville, um, come and, uh, play on the record with me. And, uh, yeah. And it just, it just took off. Oh, I've got that blood red river. like when you released your first song to radio um so the first song to radio uh you know that was something that i i, I was a little nervous too you know i didn't know if i had sure. the, i didn't know if i had the material i didn't know if i i just it's something i'd never done before and but uh i had some people had heard the song it's called hurricane Mm-hmm. And some people had heard it before and they were like, yeah, I think you should push. I think it will do well, you know? And, uh, so I said, you know what, we're going to do it. We went all in, pushed it to radio. And I think it, it went into the top 50 of the Texas country charts. And at that point I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I can do this. So <laughs> that gave me the confidence to, uh, to push forward and, and keep doing it. And the reason why I asked that, because that is a huge step for artists to just get out there and put their music out to radio. So that's, I like to kind of hear the background and the perspective. So your current radio single out right now is easy on me and you are having success with that one. Yeah. And it's been out about, I don't know, four or five weeks now and Mm -hmm. stations are starting to pick it up. And yeah, really that song initially on Spotify, when I released it, it blew up. It, 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 it hit a couple of the big Spotify country playlists and I think it had 50,000 streams within the first couple of weeks. And, um, but yeah, we were talking about it. You know, we knew where the yellow meets blue is one of the singles we wanted to mm-hmm. release. And, and we thought we'd follow up with easy on me. Um, and yeah, it's a song that, that means a lot to me. You know, it's, it's really about the folks that have supported me in my life and, um, folks that are supporting me now when I'm out here doing this music thing and how their unconditional support pretty, it just makes it easy. It makes it easy Mm -hmm. to, uh, to, to take chances and go for it. So yeah, it's a song that means a lot to me. When I get to feeling low, you come and let me know. You're turning over every stone to help me see. When I can't see the light You remind me everything's alright Just hold me in your arms tonight That's what you say to me Oh, your love is easy on me Easy 
it's a good, strong, solid song. And I do want to go back to uh, where the yellow meets blue, because when I first heard that song, it's just like, there's some songs that you hear as you, like in my business and you're previewing new music. And it's like, just one of those songs that picks up and it's like, I think this song has been around in my life forever. Cause it's, it's just amazing. I love that song. Well, you know, it's, it's always been my goal to, and I had a, a producer I was working with early, early on in my career um, named Mitch Dane out of Nashville. And he goes, your objective is, it should always be to make a timeless song. Mm-hmm. It should, should be to make a song that you could have heard a hundred years ago or a hundred years from now. Right. And so that's what I, that's really, really what I try to do. And I think with uh, where the yellow meets blue, it kind of, it does strike a chord with some folks because I think everyone can relate to uh, missing home and, you know, trying to get back home to the folks that they love. And, and I know for me at that time, I'd been on the road quite a bit and I usually get inspired to write when I'm on the road. And, um, so yeah, I'd been on the road and I was like, man, I'm, I'm ready to drive up 87 and get home. (laughs) <laughs> right. I see 87 now. The wind's blowing from the south. The thought of holding you again is pushing this pedal down. That big amarillo sky and loving you on my mind. Chasing down where the yellow meets blue. I'm headed home to you. You've been busy. I want to talk about the Redbud sessions. Lots yeah. of music on that project. Tell me the backstory on that one. So that that is a project that is near and dear to me too. I, I've always wanted to do a live acoustic album, and um, I had been listening to uh, to Johnny Cash, uh, his American recordings, quite a bit, and just loved the concept. He did it with Rick Rubin and. Um, they basically sit in his living room and did 70 songs or something like that. And I think 13 made the original, original record. But when you listen to those recordings, it's just Johnny Cash and an acoustic guitar and just basically telling stories about, you know, his life and his career and things like that. And, you know, I, I've been through a lot. I feel like I've lived through a, a lot of different lives, even at my fairly young age. Um, <laughs> Hey guys, producer Kyle here. If you're looking for the perfect gift for the Texas music fan in your life, you've got to check out More Than Music Creations. 
More Than Music teams up with Texas bands and artists like Randy Rogers Band, The Wilder Blue, Pat Green, Bree Bagwell, and Jade Marie Patek to create unique handcrafted jewelry that's inspired by that artist's music and made with their own used guitar strings. A portion of each sale goes to giving kids in the Central Texas foster care system the gift of music through mentoring and private lessons. To check out the full collection of this one-of-a-kind jewelry, visit www.morethanmusiccreations.com. Now back to the show. But yeah, yeah, that was part, you know, that was part of the inspiration for it. And, and also, um, I wrote a song called Ode to Larry McMurtry, which is, uh, featured on a new book that just came out, uh, Pastures of the Empty Page. It's about Larry McMurtry's life. And of course, Larry McMurtry is a classic Texas writer and has written about, you know, basically shaped a lot of, uh, cowboy culture and Western culture, as far as uh, what we see on the screen and what we hear in the movies and in the books and things like that. But, um, I was honored to write a song about uh, his life and, um, you know, kind of just a, an ode to those old cowboys that are, uh, working hard every day. And then, you know, they sit down around a campfire at the end of the day and they kind of reflect on the day or the week, um, ahead or, or, or what they've done that week. And so, you know, it was, it was really came from a kind of a storytelling type, um, base. So, uh, but it's an acoustic live album is something I've always wanted to do. And, you know, I did maybe two or three takes of each song and I said, I'm not going to do any more. I'm just going to take the best one. And, uh, it was just a one mic in a room with me and a guitar. And that, that's the album. Yeah. Well, I would encourage everyone just to pull that up and just, and just, put it on and just listen. I mean, it's like, it just, it just takes, it just, it's calming and it's, it's just, it's just good stuff. So let's talk about you putting your band together and the Rye Wolf and the Prairie Hawks, I understand is the name of your yeah. band. Yeah, so tell me it. about who's in your band and how you all got together. So, um, if, if anyone's followed me for, uh, you know, the last year, they've probably seen Rick Fawcett, my pedal steel player playing alongside me. We, we, we've been a duo for a long time and he is just a legend around here in West Texas. And, you know, if any Nashville people come through here and, and hear Rick play, they're like, who is this guy? Like, he's amazing, you know? Um, but yeah, he's a fantastic pedal steel player. Um, he's playing a lot of lap steel now with, with some of the kind of the rock stuff that we're doing, um, kind of the Southern rock stuff that we're doing, but he's just an amazing slide player. And, um, so he's been with me for a year, year and a half. And, you know, we've done some great stuff. We got open from our chestnut, uh, last year and, and do some other things. But, uh, uh, and then another, uh, girl that's, uh, joined us, Katie Beth Mim. She's got some stuff coming out here pretty soon. Um, she's a great vocalist. And so she does, um, background vocals with the band. And then the two pieces that we just added are drummer Chansley Stater and Craig Ames. They're from right here in town. And, uh, they used to be, um, part of Zach Wilkerson's band, you know, Zach Wilkerson, wow. fantastic singer songwriter from here in Amarillo. And, um, but they were, they were with Zach when he was first getting started. So when they kind of saw what I was doing and, and kind of the vibe of what we were doing, uh, they were excited to jump on and they've just been fantastic additions to, uh, to what we're doing. That's, that's great stuff. Good stuff there. Well, let's see. And then also, I mean, you have your band, but as far as your recording, you, do you produce most of your stuff? Where do you record at? What's the backstory on um, your yeah, projects coming together? Most of everything that I've put out, I've, I've produced and self-recorded in my own studio. Um, there's been pieces here and there that have been sent out to other studios 
you know, and recorded in other studios like the song easy on me, Kylie King, who's Brandy Carlisle's fiddle player. Uh, she played on it, but she played on it out in, you know, out on the West coast. So, uh, she did it in a studio there and I've done some collabs with some other artists that have done stuff in their own studio. And we just kind of kick things back and forth, which is the beauty of technology now, right, but, right. <laughs> um, we've got, a me and the Prairie Hawks are working on a project right now, um, where we, I guess it was three weeks ago. We, we stepped in the studio for two days and we recorded 14 songs all in the same room. Mm. So yeah, we, we were all in the same room, set up drums, bass, guitars, everything. We wanted it to sound, we wanted folks to feel like they were in the room with us, you know, um, on the recording and on the album, because, you know, that's the kind of energy we're bringing to the live shows. It's a, it's a good energetic, mm-hmm. uh, live show. And we wanted people to feel that. So we, we went old school, man. We got, we got in a room for two days and we recorded uh, an album and right now we're just kind of working on some stuff, we're working on a few overdubs with the guitars and some background vocals and things like that. Um, and then we're going to start the mixing process here in a couple of weeks. And then we should have some songs out to the folks probably by the end of 2023, hopefully. Wow. You are, you're busy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, know, I decided to go all in, so I, I, mm-hmm. I, I got to go all in. Well, and you know, your prior career with you, uh, coaching, that's not easy. That's very disciplined and long hours as well. It's tough. It, it was really tough. And, and, you know, I was always a proponent of uh, chop wood, carry water, keep taking steps forward every day, getting better at your, at the craft that you love. And that's what this is. You know, every day we're, we're trying to get better and uh, find ways that we can push ourselves creatively. And, you know, I think that's the only way to go about it. Right. So, uh, bookings, they're coming along pretty good. Any big shows coming up that likes it's kind of like on your radar. Like I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Well, we've got a, uh, we're doing a big fall festival this weekend in New Mexico, um, right across the border. Uh, and it's going to be a great, uh, opportunity for us. But then there's a, another opportunity coming up at the dancing rabbit music festival in Oklahoma. They're going to announce their lineup, uh, this week. So I, I don't think I could probably tell the whole lineup, but it's an incredible lineup. We're going to get to play that, uh, that festival there in November coming up this year. And I'm extremely excited about it. It's with some major, major artists. So it'd be great. Oh, good stuff. That's good. Well, we're so excited that we've had you on the podcast and, and it's been nice kind of following along, especially with your radio promoter, Jen. And, uh, oh, she's awesome. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yes, she is absolutely the best. Love her to death. And so I guess I got one last question before we wrap it up. If you were a cocktail, what would you be? If I was a cocktail, I'd probably be a, uh, tequila and Coke. All right. All right. Well, Rye Wolf, we look for great things from you and I'm sure we'll be catching up down the road as some of your new projects and things progress for you. So thanks so much for taking the time and visiting with us. Yeah, I, I hope so. We can catch up again. Uh, thanks for having me. For sure. Thanks so much, Rye. With a heavy tongue, she knew where I was from as she left, I dare to say. Take away.